You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I am Jesper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 67 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. And, uh, well, Autumn, you brought up this uh, very interesting topic to talk about uh, today, asking whether or not it's worth it to publish through Ingram's Buck. So I'm looking very much forward <laughs> to your thoughts on this. I had to re-research it. it, was, it it's a fun logic puzzle that I got so excited about and then kind of had a reality shock but we'll get to that in a bit for now (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll get back to that but so how are things over in denmark it's um i know we're recording this a few weeks before it gets published and you know the world's going a little crazy right now so i hear you guys have schools canceled so your kids are home and it's just crazy it sounds like yeah it's uh it's like uh coronavirus in everything right now <laughs> so uh yeah I, as, yeah as you say we we're recording a bit in advance here so who knows once this uh, episode goes out if if things has calmed down or not but honestly i i have a feeling that we're on the start of things rather than at the end of things but let's see but yeah indeed schools are closed so the kids are home they're, they're being taught remotely wow. um so this the teachers are uploading assignments for them every day so they do that and then they call the teachers and stuff like that so yeah and i don't have any matches to referee either because everything (laughs) has been cancelled so yeah it's it's uh it's pretty much lockdown mode i would say (laughs) it's probably safer for you know everyone especially uh those who are truly high risk it's best to slow the spread of this thing but yeah absolutely yeah i was feeling really bad for the uh, beer company who creates the corona beers because it's so (laughs) weird i mean people don't want to buy corona beers i don't understand i don't understand that one either it has nothing to do with the beer i'm not crazy about corona beer but it makes me want to go buy one just because it has nothing to do with the beer it's so weird but uh, yeah, that was a slightly detour there. But, yeah, but I guess what I guess what I could say though is because of all this Corona stuff, then I don't have to you know bring the kids to school. We don't have to go to soccer practice and all those things. So I've had a bit more time on my hands. So that resulted in a few things actually. <laughs> uh, we got the first of all the plotting of our next series of the first book done. Yes, we do. So that's pretty cool. That is really cool. We've made some good use of our extra time for sure. Yeah, indeed. And uh, also, I'm pretty much uh, ready to start recording the self-publishing success course in in the next few weeks. That's fantastic. You're ahead of me. I've got to catch up and finish my, get my world building modules recorded and everything else but yeah i don't think either of us will have run out of anything to do um whether we're quarantined for a week or a year (laughs) (laughs) i think we could volunteer for a mars mission and we would still be working by the time we got there and back 
<laughs> yeah, the, the problem with us is that uh, every time we finish something, we think of three more things to add to the end of the list. So it's like a never ending grind. Yeah, we ha- we're always <laughs> fighting the- a Hydra and finishing off ahead and getting three more in response. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And then by the way, as well, I, I'm halfway through the script for the course on using email lists as oh, well. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> I hope. Yeah, I'm trying to get that one finished. And then once I'm done with the script for that, uh, then I can send that to you and then I can start recording the self-publishing success course instead. That is amazing. You're blazing ahead. (laughs) I try to. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, I had some drive time and um, some take care of some business time. So I've definitely not. And plus I was building the cabin. So I always feel like I'm so far behind, but... Uh, the cabin building goes on quarantine or no, because, well, it's the house I'm living in. So I kind of need it. Of course. But yeah, we, we snuck off to Maine to pick up our rooftop tent and a few other odds and ends that we had left behind up here for the winter. And now the our land cruiser is outfitted that if we wanted to escape to the far north and hide out in the tundra, we'd be all set. But we just plan on going back to Vermont and hopefully... Uh, riding out the rest of the coronavirus there and hoping that the world doesn't get too crazy. It reminds me daily of when I was researching my post-apocalyptic story, um, Friends of My Enemies, that series. And it had uh, two major pandemics uh, that led up to the first book. And so I did a lot of pandemic research and a lot of virus research. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's watching this play out as like, holy crap this is this is too real it's very strange yeah it's it's uh well it's we we don't know how to deal with this stuff right i mean that's i think that's that's part of the but hopefully hopefully it won't be too bad i hope but uh, but let's see um, but wasn't there something, weren't you supposed to go to some convention or something as well? Yes. Well, actually, I was supposed to be going uh, this weekend that we just went through. I was supposed to go to a paddler's rendezvous. My husband and I are both um, canoers and kayakers. We've done a lot of uh, paddling on our journeys and traveling. And actually, he just picked up a 105-year-old uh, canvas and wooden frame canoe. It's a classic. It's gorgeous. It needs to be fixed up. Of course, everything we pick up needs to be fixed up. <laughs> That's just our life. Everything we own is a, a project. But uh, it's uh, was supposed to have this rendezvous, and that was canceled. And actually, that's why we'd come up to get the rooftop tent. We were going to camp there, but we decided to come up anyway and get our supplies. But yeah, it's Vermont. Um, there's supposed to be a sci-fi and fantasy expo at the end of April, which is really close to when this will be released. And at the moment, it's still scheduled to go. But I don't know. The CDC just recommended, you know, no gatherings larger than 50 people. And there's supposed to be 3,000 to 5,000. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think they're going to end up having to cancel it. And honestly, at this point, if I could uh, get a refund, I'd probably just cancel it myself. But you know, here's to hoping the world is much happier and healthier on April 25th. Otherwise, uh, yeah, that was the one where I sent you some paperback books for, wasn't it? It was. I think we're going to have to hold on to them until it's rescheduled. There will yeah. be another fantasy expo to take them to. Yeah, I guess so. A week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. 
So I actually wanted to highlight a post that you shared on Patreon, uh, Autumn. Oh, really? Hopefully it's not the yeah, same I one I was going to talk about. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I should <laughs> let you we, go first. <laughs> we are professional podcasters here, so we are very well coordinated and we know what the other one is going to say. <laughs> Which we proved, <laughs> uh, was it two episodes ago when I actually mentally figured out the next bullet on your list. So <laughs> yeah. I think that was more coincidental than anything else. <laughs> no, it was the one about foreshadowing. Oh, no, that isn't the one I was going to mention. So what were you going to say about foreshadowing? No, it, it was more like, you know, you went through in detail mm -hmm. how to use foreshadowing correctly in, in that post. And I just thought it was uh, it was very valuable to, to share detailed posts like that we, we try on uh, for people on the email list we also try to send them some some detailed advice on, on this and that sometimes it's marketing sometimes it's it's writing but i really like these uh, posts that you do oh, on on, on the writing star, uh, stuff on patreon I, I think they're really good thank you i have so much fun and sometimes i really have to cut myself off because they get a little long so um i do like to know that they're appreciated by the students and by my part writing partner so that's awesome yeah i think they're great well, which one were you going to mention then well i loved um zaid had mentioned it so I'm, I'm on this this tips it's a long story about how i have this sheet of 10 tip plotting tips that i'm going over and um, one of the ones that, that you mentioned was foreshadowing. And the other one that I just did a little while ago was plots of individual characters. And so Zayd and I got into a conversation and I just love that he came back with, um, he gave me an update. He said, just wanted to update and say that I've now written a really cool sequence that starts with the character telling the main character he can clean up his own mess and walk away from the quest. <laughs> uh, it's created some really cool character moments for several of the questers and given an opportunity to really show the extent of the main character's flaws. So, huge thanks for posting this. And it's like, damn, that's awesome. So I'm so happy to know I helped to add to someone else's book and create this like pivotal scene that's going to shred the main character and I'm just excited and I'm glad I got to help someone. So it's been a fun sequence of uh, tips to post, even if it came out of a long ago class that was completely useless. I have finally resurrected <laughs> a point to this class. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Sometimes uh, you, you find some, I also found some <laughs> some old uh, notes in, in, in my cab cabinet, the... Uh, I think it was yesterday. Oh, yeah. It was like something I thrown in there and I never thought I was going to use again. But then it was like, hey, I think I have a use for this now. Yeah, so you it, never it's know. quite funny. <laughs> but uh, hoarding is not a good thing, though, no, I no. guess. But, uh... <laughs> After I'm done with these 10 tips, I will burn them now. <laughs> <laughs> Compost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that's, uh, you know, I know that every content creator always keeps saying that they rely on the support from places like Patreon. Uh, but that that's actually because it's true. <laughs> that's <laughs> no. very true. Yeah, I mean, a podcast is a free medium and, and that's cool. You know, I, I like it that way. I, I love listening to podcasts myself and because they're free, that makes it really, really accessible. Um, yet at the same time, especially, I guess we know that more than than the listeners because we spent uh, the time creating these episodes every week and <laughs> it does it does take up a lot of time um and that is also cool because you know we we choose to do that so that's okay and we like helping people and we enjoy sharing so so that's all good but um 
I do want to say for those who already are supporting us on Patreon, uh, you know, huge thank you for that. Uh, it really does make a difference. Um, and for those who are not yet supporting us and listening, if you want to support with just as little as a dollar a month, then please do understand that it actually is something that we really appreciate. Uh, so check that link in the show notes uh, and at least take a look at the rewards that we're offering to supporters. Uh, you know, it, it makes us so happy. It does. And it really does make a difference. I mean, we pay for the hosting. We pay for websites. It, it goes really far to making this actually stay up and running. And on to today's topic. So, publishing with Ingram Spark. I tried to pull some notes together as well, uh, Autumn, for this Good. stuff, but but I, but I think as well, probably you know, in full transparency, we are not currently publishing our stuff with Ingram Spark. So, I think this is more like a conversation about maybe the pros and cons or what to think about. So, I guess the listener can more use it as inspiration for. I don't know, their own decision-making process, I guess. Yes, absolutely. We're on the outside looking in. And that's sort of how the question came up. An author I was working with that helped format their book and do some cover work for them said they actually got a rejection to have a a book signing event at a local bookstore because they weren't published with Ingram Sparks. And that led right. to this huge research of why. Why isn't Amazon good enough? What's the big deal about Ingram Sparks? And I got so excited about Ingram Sparks. I'm in love with what you can do there. However, I'm still not published on Ingram Sparks. And we'll get to why before we get to the end of this episode. Yeah, indeed. In I mean, we have already discussed uh, at some point in the past that uh, for our joint fiction books that we want to go to Ingram Spark. So, uh, uh, but I think it's going to be interesting to just have a conversation about it and Absolutely. what does it mean? And, and because it, it's not as, yeah, also the research I did, it's not as easy as it may seem. But maybe we should start by what is Ingram Spark? That's just what I was thinking. So, some people are not going to even have heard of this because it's not as well known as like Amazon, but Ingram Sparks, would you say it's like, it's not really a distributor, but basically it's sort of like a distributor. Yeah. It's, it's like a, an online self-publishing company. Basically yeah, it is, it is, is um, it's just different. It's, it is a direct competitor to Amazon, which creates yeah. some conflict of course, but it has a few things about it that are the reason that, you know, bookstores like it better as a distributor than, you know, getting paperbacks through Amazon. And it offers, you know, it does offer very similar things to publishing on Amazon. You can get ebooks, you can get paperback books, but what's really cool is you can get hardback books. So this is the only platform out there right now where as an indie author, you can get a print on demand hardback. So if that doesn't make you tingle because you want to see your book hardback, <laughs> that might be enough to make you want to go and check this out. So yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and they, they distribute globally, of course. Uh, and uh, I, I, I during my research uh, here earlier today, I saw that the, their global distribution network is actually one of the largest in the world. Yes. Um, it serves more than 29,000 book retailers worldwide, and uh, that includes physical bookstores, as you said, but also libraries. Um, so using Ingress Spark is actually what can get your book into 
physical bookstores and libraries where other self-publishing platforms actually has no access. Correct. Um, so that that's pretty cool. It is. Um, and of course, uh, Ingram Spark can also publish to all the regular online places. Like I think even they distribute to Amazon as well. Yes, they do. Uh, and you can get into all the other regular stores as 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 you might want to. Um, but honestly, I would not go through Ingram Spark for that. Uh, I usually, personally, at least, I usually go direct to Kobo, direct to Amazon, direct to Google. Mm-hmm. And then I just use draft to digital to reach all the other online stores. That's pretty easy that way. So, but at least Ingram Spark to basically help you reach the bookstores uh, and also get that hot copy available on Amazon because it syncs up on Amazon as well. So if people are browsing for your books on Amazon and they click on the title, once you know, once they get into the basically where the book description as well, that that's usually where Amazon then shows you the different formats. Mm-hmm. And if you have an Ingram Spark hard copy, it will appear there just like if you have an audiobook appears and a paperback appears. And so it's ju- it just becomes one of the formats on the uh, on the Amazon platform. And I think that that is that is the key thing there, because if it didn't, then I would say it's probably pointless. But because it syncs up like that, then it, it, it's that's pretty damn cool. <laughs> it is really cool. And I mean, there are some... Tips. I mean, you could go Ingram Sparks and not do Amazon and have it pushed to Amazon through Ingram, but they do say that Amazon will not purposefully, supposedly, but they will see that it's coming from an outside distributor and they could have a really long ship date. They could list your book as out of stock uh, for your paperback. So they do say that if you're going to do Ingram, you should also sort of like what you're saying, do Amazon as well it should be a hybrid system of both because otherwise the way it's listed in amazon is not it doesn't look quite as true but that's because they say amazon's like saying well you know they don't know the distribution occasionally ingram sparks gets overwhelmed and they have slow shipments and you know (laughs) they say some things like that yeah well i don't think it's like I don't think it's like a, let's say, a conscious decision because it's a competitor that Amazon does like that. Honestly, I think it's just because Amazon cares a lot about the user experience and the customer experience. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they, they just take on purpose a pessimistic view on <laughs> delivery times because they don't want to disappoint people. Like, like uh, okay, it says I should be getting in two days and then they order it. And then once basically... So, okay, let me start a bit differently. So let's say... <laughs> Let's say you go on and you want to buy the hard copy. So normally the way I researched it at, at least says that what can happen then is that when you click on the hardback, it will say out of stock, like right. you just said, Autumn. And that's because it comes from English Spark. So Amazon has no idea how long it's going to take. But then as I uh, researched at least, as soon as you then buy it in, in hard copy, then you get the confirmation email, and there, then it syncs up with Ingram Spark, and then you're usually getting a pretty, you know, pretty good delivery date okay. on it. But it's just the initial overview that Amazon gives you. They're tra- they're trying to be pessimistic on purpose to set your expectations well, and then uh, overperform, right? right? So, I I honestly don't think it's because Amazon wants to make you the Ingram <laughs> Spark look bad or no, something. I don't, I think, don't so think that's the case. But it does. It's something authors should know. And that's why a lot of people do, if they're going to go Ingram Sparks, they also go as a hybrid. But I do, unless you have something else, I want to get 
share like why I got so excited about Ingram Sparks and why it's useful. The biggest thing. So this question had come in from someone who wanted to do a book signing and the bookstore was said, yes, we would love to, you know, it was someone from the state, the book was doing well. So they the local author, they were like, this is great, but you need to put your book at Ingram Sparks. We don't order from Amazon. And so I had to do some investigative research on why mm-hmm. it was an interesting, you know, why this dynamic. And so what mm-hmm. I found out is that for an individual buyer paying full price for something on Amazon, the paperbacks are returnable for 30 days. But something like Barnes and Nobles, uh, this was a Barnes and Nobles that was willing to do the signing. They're looking for a wholesale cost that is also returnable. Yeah. And so just like, you know, what we've been discussing, publishing with Ingram Sparts, but so that's not why they want to do it. They can go and get a wholesale cost, order a whole bunch of books, and if they're not sold during your event, they can send them back. So, you know, that sounds on the surface really a good deal. But there's some really interesting side effects of this that you have to be careful of because it turns out there's all of these return fees that if you don't have your profile set up, you can see this big chunk, like one month you'll get this big chunk where people, you know, your book, wherever you're going to go do your book signing, buys a whole bunch of your books. And then the next month they're returning them and suddenly your account's going into the negative. That comes back on you and your royalties. And that's something you got to be careful of if you do sign up with Ingram Sparks is that you check, you know, the return policy you set up. And depending on what return policy you set up is whether or not bookstores are going to go and wholesale your book. Yeah, but you decide or you decide that yourself, the return policy, don't you? You do. You There's like, you know, there's standard ones you choose from and yeah so there's like a choice of three or four but you do have to make sure it's not something you should just you know push through there's actually a very good reason about why you should choose one versus the other and uh, to really think about the cost because there's some restocking fees and other fees that can come out so keep that in mind if you do sign up for it I think it's just part of the game when you're dealing with bookstores, you know, that that's how they operate. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, it's something you, you have to accept in, in this case, right? But yes. but on the other hand, I, I think you could also argue that for the average indie author, uh-huh. is it that much of a problem? <laughs> I mean, if they if they send back five copies, yeah, okay, fine. I mean... If you're really an indie author who's selling like for a million dollars of books a year, oh I mean, okay, you can probably <laughs> handle it anyway, right? But for for the rest of us human beings, <laughs> you know, if, if we get five books returned on a month, I mean, okay, or even 50 or whatever. Yes. You know, but, but then it's also because you have the sales, so you should be able to cover. I mean, unless you run out and spend all the money, all the royalties right away, <laughs> you can just transfer back some of the royalties right i would hope so and i would hope if you have another book signing you know it'll all come out in the wash the people ordering them for the next event and the other ones you know returning them and that could work out and i did truly coach the one author i was working with i'm like just check instead of going through the expense and we'll get to that about what ingram sparks costs instead of going through the expense and you know getting everything published over there why don't you see if you could you can be your own wholesaler you order them from amazon you let them buy them from you or buy only the ones that people sell and you know 
promise to take back all the ones that they don't sell, you know, ask. It doesn't hurt. So if you have a local bookstore, there's no reason you couldn't at least approach them saying, hey, look, I know Amazon doesn't do this, but what if I do it for you? Because obviously, as an author, you're probably going to go to another event. You're going to want some paperbacks of your own. You know, if you can work out to be your own distributor as you go to some of these events, you might be able to get into a few places that only would let you get in otherwise if you did Ingram Sparks. Yeah, there's one thing that I'm curious about, to be honest, because since this is a print-on-demand service, which means that they they only print the books when they are ordered and then then they ship them out. So, But because of the return policy, I'm quite curious what happens then. So when somebody returns the books, since it's print on demand, they don't really have any stock or something like that. I but that's or do one they? of the I, choices. Sure. There's one of the choices. The cheapest is basically to have them destroy it, and I think that only oh, costs you a three dollar fee. Um, so it's just wasting the rainforest for nothing. Yes, there's other ones where you do say no, no, you you must keep that. And the next time someone wants to buy it, you pull it. But that costs you a lot more money as a return. I think it's like $10 a book versus a $3 for destroy it now book. So those are the, yeah, if you're green conscience, this is a tough one. I am, so that's why I don't like it. I I, I take the environmental stuff quite serious. I do too. We all should. Yeah, that's, that's one of the tough ones. And I will say though, there are some neat things that you can do with their print services. They actually have a personalization that they do with their print on demand. And I think this is so kind of cool. So if you had someone like win a giveaway and you Mm -hmm. wanted to actually print something in the book, you know, you'd be a print of your signature or a print of like, Oh, thank you so much for your support. If you're doing a, a truly personalized, maybe to someone who was your mentor, you can actually have that printed in your book for only a dollar. In just that oh, one nice. copy. Isn't that kind of cool, though? Yeah, that is that is cool, to be honest. So, yeah, it's not quite as cool as hand-touching it and maybe writing it. But if with this, you know, sending around the world and everything else, it's kind of cool to print it in there, a big personal thank you to yeah. someone who's getting a book. Yeah, that that is pretty cool. And that it's a um, dollar is pretty, that's just cheap. So that's fantastic. Yeah, because on Amazon, when you're sending some, a gift, to somebody, you can also add like a gift uh, notice, or you know, I, I don't know if it's a small card or whatever it is that they put with it, or mm-hmm. if it's just a, a page that they print. But it, it's not in the book; no. it, it's it's sort of an this, add-on or in the yeah. package. Just uh, there's like a slippage a slippage in, in there or something right. with, with the text you wrote on it. That is that is pretty neat as well. But it, for sure, I mean, printing it in the book that's, it that's amazing. Yeah, so like a hardback copy of your book bound with some thank you message to someone. Jeez. Jesus, that's amazing. <laughs> For a dollar, it's only costing you an extra dollar on top of yeah. the regular printing fee. I just think that just, you know, I want to do that so badly <laughs> just to say thank you to someone. But yeah, so that is one of the really cool services they offer. And like you said, Ingram Sparks is also a whole book publishing thing. So if you wanted to go whole hog Ingram Sparks, they have editing, formatting, book covers. They truly can do it all for you if you want to pay the fees of course but it is all in one-stop shop so that's kind of you know if you're really feeling it out and wanting to do a very professional level they do offer it all right there in one website and it's one that's been vetted tried and true so you know you're getting 
a quality product at the end. So that's kind of a nice thing to know too. Yeah, absolutely. And I also read somewhere that the if you're dealing with colored printed books, um, like for example, my map making mm-hmm. book is incredibly expensive to um, to to print with Amazon. That's also why the, the price <laughs> for the paperback colored book is, is so high. It's because the printing costs are insane. Yes. But I, I read somewhere that the colored print books are actually cheaper in the actu- on the cost side mm. with, if you do it with Ingram's back compared to Amazon. That I hadn't seen, but I would believe it because I think they're better set up for it where there's less color books being printed through Amazon. And I also have heard the paper quality through Ingram Sparks is much better. So you're going to okay, get a thicker yeah. paper and that might be why they can handle the color. So I know a lot of people who are doing um, like coffee table books, like paperback, you know, the books you would see like hardback yeah, photo yeah, yeah. books, they're going through Ingram Sparks if they're not doing something that is specifically designed for photograph heavy jobs because it just doesn't work well with uh, Amazon because you know if people remember KDP like in the coloring book fa- fr- craze that was going on I remember some people were getting um, KDP or create space coloring books and they would have something printed on both sides but you'd go to use your colored pencils or your marker and it would bleed through to the other side because those pages were right. just not set up for such a media being used on them no I can see that but but at least for you know, the quality of the color in the KDP paperback books are absolutely fine. Oh, they I are. have nothing to say about that. They're absolutely fine. Um, but it's just more the cost of the printing is so high that you have to set your sales price pretty high as yes. well. Um, so if it's cheaper with the uh, Ingram Spark, then I can certainly see some great uses for that as well. If you are having books with a lot of pictures or color images in them, then that that's amazing. Yeah, that would be. I never did double check that, but I do think I could see it being cheaper. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there is some cost as well that I think we need to touch upon. Yes, and that's that's sort of the issue, I guess, because it comes down to setting up your book where, you know, KDP, you go and you upload your ebook and it's free. You can do your paperback. If you know what you're doing, you basically upload it and it's free. What The cost comes out in your royalties. With Ingram yeah. Sparks, there's not only the royalties, but there is also a fee for setup. Which is a bit weird. I don't quite understand why. <laughs> well, they also say some of the fee is for hosting the file on their servers, which I guess there's a part of me who's like, that is a cost. I mean, server space, think of Google with how big their servers are all over the world. What what about Amazon? It's the same for them. They don't charge for it. No, don't give them any ideas. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt they're listening to this podcast, but... (laughs) If they are, don't don't listen to them. (laughs) It's, you know, when I first saw the fee... um, I wasn't that appalled. So it's $49 for ebook and paperback. Or if you just want to do one or the other, it's $49 for paperback and $25 for just the ebook. So you can, you know, $49, that is not a big deal. And when I saw that, I'm like, darn it, that is it. I am doing Ingram Sparks because I just think I want to be able to distribute my books. I read everything I read said there's no, no reason not to do this. But then I found the catch. I was just waiting for the kicker. (laughs) I found the catch. And the reason I'm still sitting here and haven't touched Ingram Sparks. To publish with Ingram Sparks, you need an ISBN. You need to come in holding an ISBN. 
and you yeah. need a unique one for every format. So if you're doing yeah. ebook, paperback, and hardback, that's three ISBNs. That's a lot of money. <laughs> it is, yeah. But but I guess you, you could just publish the ebook and the paperback with Amazon KDP, right. and then just do the hardback for Ingram Spark and then use one ISBN, couldn't you? You could, but then I mean, to me, the really the beauty of Ingram Spark is using it for the paperback distribution because then bookstores might pick it up. That's the only reason they're going to get it is through Ingram Spark. So that's probably a hardback and a paperback. So you'd probably be doing two. Right. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, and I was looking at it. So it, you can buy ten ISBNs for two hundred ninety-five dollars. So that makes it twenty-nine fifty each, which is not that bad. So plus that, plus the forty-nine dollars, it's you know, if you're doing all three formats, it's a hundred and thirty-seven dollars fifty cents each. Or if you're not yeah. going to do, if you're only going to do two of them, it's a hundred and ten dollars each. So you know, one hundred ten dollars a book. Plus you lose, you know. Plus, then you get your royalties back, but they're obviously taking a cut there every time something's sold because they have the printing fees and oh, yeah. I don't know what ebook. I still wonder the electron fees with ebooks, but we won't go there. <laughs> so, a hundred and ten for yeah, it's not too bad. So, if you were going to do use all 10, 10 ISBNs, let's just say you're just going to do paperback, so ten books with ten ISBNs, that's seven hundred eighty five dollars for 10 books. And that's what's getting me because you know me, I'm prolific and I haven't done this yet. So if I were going to get my yeah. 14 fiction books and my two nonfiction books set up to do this, I would be paying about $1,760 if I was going to do two formats. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just, that hurts for sure. It does hurt. And so I was trying to rationalize, you know, like, okay, what if I just did paperbacks? And that's like seven. But you want to do the hot copy. That's the whole point, I know, right? Oh, it is. Otherwise you can just keep uh, doing KDP for paperback <laughs> at the end of the day. True. And so, yeah, I mean, to get it set up for, you know, a trilogy for two formats, that's $330. Or yeah. I have um, six books written in the same world. That would be 660 bucks. And you don't want to do just one at a time. You just want to go and do it. So I'm just still waiting for everyone who's in quarantine to go buy my books so that I can go and afford to do this. But it does add up quite a lot. And that's what I think is the kicker. I was so excited at that $49. I mean, it's a lot, but it's not a lot. But then when you start no, it's not too bad. ISBNs, I mean, yeah, I've always had a problem with the I. You go back to, I believe it's episode 41, where we talked about ISBNs. And yeah, it was episode 41. So go back there and check that one out. And you can have the whole conversation on ISPNs <laughs> and if you should be using free ones. Um, and we won't recover it here, but you and I are both like, eh, ISBNs. We use the free ones. And now suddenly it's like, I have to go buy them for this. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I'm just. I mean, of, of course, oh. you have the problem if you're looking to um, <clears throat> to publish with Ingram Spark when you have a big back catalog, then you, you have a problem there, right? Yes. But if you do it as you go, one book at a time, then it, it's manageable for it sure. Is. I mean, it, it, it's if you buy the 10 ISBNs for 295, uh, 295, I should say, um, then, 
of course, 295 that might hurt for some, but but it, it's not it's not that bad no. if you if you know what I mean. It's I mean, probably, it, it's, yeah. it's doable. Yeah, it's just be about less than your editing costs. I mean, it's not outrageous. We just covered an no. editing costs a couple episodes ago, so yeah, this is that is a reasonable price that you're going to spend on your books. Yeah. So it, it's certainly doable. Um, I also read somewhere that the actual uploading process is supposed to be a pain. I don't know if that's still the case or if that's like old information that it used to be a pain and is not anymore. But at least there's a few different places on the internet where people are explaining how it's it's an it's it's a bit annoying because you know when when we come from KDP on Amazon normally it, it's so incredibly easy. Oh, it is. Um, it's a ticking few box, uploading a file, uploading a cover and, uh, and setting a price and you're pretty much good to go. You wait like less than 24 hours and then it's online. Uh, it's amazing. But I, I don't know, at least I, I've not tried it myself, as we said in the beginning, but at least what I got from the research, it sounds like it's it's a bit cumbersome to go through the uploading and publishing process with the Ingram Spark, but I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I haven't done it myself, but it is an older website. So it's an older platform where Amazon's constantly renewing and tweaking and correcting their code. They, I don't think, have the quite the same level of money going into you know updating their area and updating how they do things. So I think it's a little bit older. And I honestly, oh, yeah. I didn't research it because, I mean, I use Vellum for all of my formatting. And I don't yeah. know if their binding standards, if all of that is the same as KDP. I know I've done a few covers that have been used on Ingram Sparks, and the requirements are similar, but they're not the same. So right. I wouldn't be surprised if something in the in even just the uploading what's required. Obviously, you'd need a PDF uh, for if you're doing. I think it's an EPUB for the ebook, but you need a PDF for the print version. And so right. if, if the binding sizes and the margins are a little different and it's not something I can tweak on Vellum, that's going to be another hurdle for me to get through because I am I love Vellum and that's how I'm doing it because I can format my ebook and my paperback and everything all at once with just one shot and that saves so much time. Yeah, and if there's anybody from Ingram Spark listening to this podcast, then... Uh... You guys, we are paying as you are the only <laughs> distributor who takes money from us for the upload. So fix your upload, please. If, it, if that is indeed a problem anymore, which I don't know if it is, so, but if it is, fix it. That you, you're, you're charging us for the upload, so it should be simple and easy. Hey, I'll even take it one step further. If there's anyone from Ingram Sparks listening, uh, get in touch with us, and we'll do an interview, and we can talk about you know how this process works, and that would be really actually kind of fun. I'll host that it. That would be fun. It really but would. It comes with a warning that I will ask questions about why you haven't fixed it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you better come prepared to answer that question. All right, but to be fair, we'll have to upload a book and make sure it's as bad as they say. Just you know, we'll have that to is go through. True. That is true. <laughs> We're yes. just going on hearsay now we're just uh, going on a rant like uh, everybody else yeah. that's right <laughs> but you have to say what they do the fact that they do distribute 
that bookstores, you know, that they offer this return policy, even though they shred books and please, please do so in an environmentally friendly, compostable manner. Um, yeah. And I don't know what, I don't know what's worse, worse to the environment, to be honest, if it's shredding the book or having big warehouses. I'm not quite sure not what sure. is worse, to be honest. Honestly, I don't know either. But if they're composting it, it's okay. That's returning it to the earth and that's fine. But if they're not, okay. oh. But what about all the ink? And I stuff don't know. Oh, it's biodegradable there are good inks i'm just hoping that we move to i'm thinking the binding the chemicals the printing comp i don't now that i'm thinking about this i don't want to know how unhealthy it is to print a book i might have to go no. back to only ebooks just for we just, should never have started talking about this should, i'm wondering what my footprint is in the world and I'm thinking oh crap yeah, <laughs> that's horrible. There was there was what one other kink that I came across oh, that yeah. I think this might be applicable, but uh, I am curious what you think. But mm. what if if you have an ebook? Let, let's say you have an ebook of it. Uh, you have it uh, published via KDP, and you have it enrolled in Kindle Unlimited. Oh, then I think that the hardback copy from Ingram Spark would be breaking the exclusivity agreement with Amazon, wouldn't you think so? No, I do not. I think the KDP is only on the KDP Select is only attributed to the electronic, the ebook, because you're allowed like but when CreateSpace was its own company, you could still do a Create Space paperback, but be in KDP Select with your ebook. I think the KDP Select is only ebooks. Hmm. Okay. That was my understanding. If there's anyone from Amazon listening, please let us know. But I'm pretty well, sure. Well, at, at least it's is. worth checking. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, I, I'm a bit. You might be right, but I'm, I'm just doubting a bit mm. whether or not this is okay. Uh, but uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but it, at least something to think about, I would say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Again, for an author question, somebody who was going to upload and format, we got into a discussion about paperbacks. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I looked it up, and the paperbacks okay. were they're still distributed. Amazon distributes to your extended network, even if you're on KDP Select. Um, and it w- that was fine, even when it was Create Space. So I'm pretty sure that that's. There's separate entities still that the KDP Select only applies to your ebook, but right. we can try to look it up and maybe um, put it in the. Or comments maybe some of the notes. some of the maybe a listener knows actually, yeah. so they can, they can reply with a comment and, and, and put us straight here. Yes, someone else who is <laughs> on top of these things and loves research that'd be fantastic. Yeah, or if you have a horror story, please let us know. <laughs> yes. So I don't know, maybe at least from my point of view in conclusion, um, I think it is Ingram's bug is absolutely great for hard, co- hard copy books and to get into bookstores and libraries. And what I would also say is that when you get to your book page on Amazon, for example, if you can be available in all the formats, so you have an ebook, you have a paperback, you have a hard copy, and you have an audiobook, if that's possible for you, I mean, of course, I do know all of that comes with costs. Oh, yes. But if it's possible, and you have a professional creative cover, and of course, you have your book fully edited and all that, basically, your book will be indistinguishable from something Random House has published or something, right? It looks like 100% professional publishing house has published to your book yeah and to me as an indie author that's what i want right I, I i don't want the reader to be able to tell any difference whatsoever 
No, I think that's true. And I think it does give you that really that high level of professional shine. Though, for some reason, when you were talking about, you know, making it professional and having it look so perfect reminded me of one other thing that did kind of irritate me with Ingram Sparks, where, you know, with Amazon, oh, you find out there's a typo or you want to fix something. Um, You need to update like some kind of book links because you've you know, you have more versions. Well, mm-hmm. on Amazon, it's free. But for every time you do a new upload of a new version, there's a fee on Ingram Sparks. So, oh, my God, <laughs> I forgot about that and, one. Yeah, but, but yeah, I don't know. Again, the logic evades me here because, OK, if you're telling me that we're paying for the upload because it takes up some sort of virtual storage space and, and OK, fine, let's say that then. But because I, I create, I update a typo and upload the same file, that's not going to create more. I mean, it, it's basically there's no human involvement from Ingram Spark. It's not going to take up more space in cyberspace. You know, it's just like, uh, oh yeah. my God. That's I don't just know the like, logic and, there. <laughs> no, it's just a fee to have a fee. It's just, I don't like that. No. But, okay. I agree. But if there's still something about a level of professionalism, but maybe that's sort of the key is that if you're publishing through Ingram Sparks, you're probably got a good platform. You're making enough money. You don't jump into these waters unless you know you can afford it and tackle it and handle it. And that's why you'd be doing it. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think that's it. That at least there's a lot of good stuff to think about here for, for people. For, I mean, for certainly for those who never heard about Ingram Spark, now you know what it is. <laughs> uh, but also for the more experienced people, uh, yeah, we, we've done some research on your behalf here. So at least you can use what we've talked about here to figure out of you, for yourself if, if Ingram Spark is something you want to pursue or not. Uh, of course, if you have a big, big uh, back catalog yeah maybe you just want to do it going forward i don't know but yeah, uh, i'll have to think about that one and hey if you're on ingram sparks do you have any comments about why you love it or think you regret it you know put that in the comments too we'd love to hear right so next monday we are going to share how to prepare to write a new book so that'll be a mm. lot of fun If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcast and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday.